You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us again on The Science of Superpowers. I so adore the fact that you join us here, and we know you're listening. We get the feedback. It warms us up. That matters to us, folks. Like We love hearing from you, and we love that you're sharing this with others who are looking for hope, and the numbers just keep going up, so we know you're doing your part, and, and, and we just really appreciate that. So thank you for being with us. And as our gift to you, you're going to get to hear from another brilliant, brilliant mind, brilliant person, just amazing being who's lighting up the world in her space, standing in her gap so solidly and just courageously saying, hey, I, I think we can do better. I know we can do better. Like this, this, we don't have to suffer like this. And, um, and, and you know, my words, maybe not hers, but, but really beautifully opening up spaces to say, what if? We, we, we look at this differently. And, and some of that started with, and she's been doing this for, for decades, but, but her recent book, Poor Gifts of the Highly Sensitive, it is a phenomenal work that really ties in some deeply rooted scientific evidence into the stuff that we all know is going on, right? So changing the fabric of reality at some super foundational levels. But, but that's not all she's doing, right? As with all of our creators, like she's already light years ahead of that. And so we're going to be talking today about when science catches up, right? Proving what we all know, that, that reality is based on our perceptions and we have control over it. And we can create it and we're pretty magical and, the, and, and our existence can be pretty miraculous if we choose to play in those spaces. And so joining me today is Courtney Marcusani, I love this conversation. I'm so lit up by it. I love the female voice in these really hard science spaces. Sister, you keep you keep going ahead. But but first of all, let's let's have a yummy conversation between us. So welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm so fired up about the conversation <laughs> that's going to unfold right now. But I want to acknowledge you so much for the work that you guys are doing on all of your fields and your fronts. Oh, so thank you thank so much you. for providing spaces for people like me to raise our voices together. It's incredible. I feel honored to be here today. Oh my goodness, I just got chilled. I, that is the dream. That that was the mark those were the marching orders is is bring everyone into the same conversation and figure out how to work together. Like no small project, right? But it's it's like well, it's, it should be that easy. So I love, I love this exchange, folks. These things matter. Find someone, have a conversation, connect with your heart. It changes your life. It changes the lives around you. But for right now, let's let Courtney share her deep wisdom with you. First, starting off with a question of what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good? Well, it started 20 years ago where I prevented a fire in an apartment complex in Seattle, Washington. So that was the first major good. <laughs> but it kind of, it also set me on a path to understand what happened. How was yeah. I to know in advance, well in advance, that there might be a fire in the building? So that really transformed mm -hmm. my thinking. I was working as a counselor at the time. And mm -hmm. so I knew that I had empathic, a deep empathic ability, but it was the intuitive part that really mm -hmm. drove me to understand it. So I'm an intuitive empath. Those are my superpowers that are like my primary strengths, but I also have visionary abilities, which have also saved lives multiple times. Mm -hmm. 
And so it all depends on that convergence, really, of the harmonic, I think. That's how I kind of describe it, of multi-sensory awareness and how it helps not only myself, but other people, especially in life-saving situations. I've seen it time and time again. I love that you're speaking to that. We are so incredibly adamant with our body of work in the superpower space that one, you know, you have to commit to using them for good. But but two, we start everybody with that intuition piece because in, in our work, what we've discovered is that everybody accesses their intuition a little bit differently. But there are some some main channels that we can kind of tap into that really illuminate for people um, who are frustrated trying to figure out like, how, how do I use my intuition? How do I know how? And they try to use techniques, but maybe those didn't work for them. But what but what I love about what you said was the the willingness to acknowledge that at least from our frame up, without that intuitive piece, everything else is just up for interpretation. And a lot of times it's the small self that's doing the interpreting. It's the surface self. it's the it's the lower frequency aspects that are interpreting the data because most of us aren't trained to go to our highest aspect, to go to our creator mind or 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 where we're aligned with the divine in order to interpret the information that we're getting through emotional energy, thought energy, psychic energy, you know, all of the stuff that you're talking about, that's, that's our bag. You know, we study superpowers. We know how to use them. We know how to define when people are predisposed to certain ones, but, but that that's not even, that doesn't even matter if we're not willing to look at what we truly believe about ourselves, about the world um, and about kind of why we're here. And I know that sounds like what, how, what's that got to do with intuition and empathy, but but recognize folks like intuition of what, like what's, what's, what's guiding the intuition, right? Like, where's that information coming from? And, and so it's easy to talk about these things, but what I love about your work is that you're not satisfied on the surface, right? You're not taking things at face value. You're, you're diving in, you're peeling them apart. You're going as deep into them as you can, because ultimately I suspect, you know, that, that nothing can withstand um, nothing can stay in that if we're going to actually mutate it and adapt it moving forward, right? Yeah, well, I think it's, I just want to acknowledge what you said about the mutating, because that to me was fascinating how I was able to, at first, it, you know, just broke through my awareness. I mean, we're just talking about running an errand on a Friday night. And I heard a voice that said, don't move the bed because it was a friend and we we're moving her bed into her mom's place. And, you know, going to those two were going to move in together, my two friends. And so I initially heard a voice and I felt sick. And so it was very uh, visceral feeling. Mm -hmm. And so that's usually how I describe it is sometimes it'll be visceral. Sometimes it'll be a thought form that comes through. Sometimes it's tied together and you can track that. But when you don't know initially what's <laughs> going on, it totally breaks through your awareness and it feels like it's from out of nowhere. And so that right. part of it, I felt like I was paying mindful attention to the voice I heard and also the visceral mm -hmm. response. And, you know, and then I just couldn't let it go. You're right. Brilliant. I dove deep and I dove so deep and it was almost like turning it around and turning it over multiple <laughs> ways, trying to figure out, you know, very scientifically, like, why is this happening? And and I just never gave up. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't leave it. And I do want to mention something that came to mind when you were talking about intuition and the creator and the creative mind and where it comes from. That's the part of it that I couldn't let go is it seemed mm -hmm. intelligent. Whatever it was I was tapping into felt like an intelligence. 
that was warning me. And so I wondered and I never, Mm -hmm. I never stopped wondering about, well, where is that intelligence coming from? And I think that intuition does lead us into all kinds of intelligent moments where it's our own creation, like you're talking about leading us on the path. And so that could be like my experience where you have an eye-opening experience that leads into expanded awareness. Mm -hmm. I think it also leads to the type of people that you meet in your life that you vibrate with, and then you find out, you know, you have different things in common or it's a synergistic effect. I also believe that intuition helps us and it teaches us how to heal. There's a healing uh, element to sensitivity that leads us how to heal ourselves, maybe even um, being a healer to heal others, to help others Mm -hmm. heal. So I think intuition guides all of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the part of it that people really want to know, whether they read the book or whether on their own journey is, what is that intelligence? Is it me? Is it God? Uh, mm. it's, it's hard to, you know, avoid the existential questions, right? About what, That's right. how it unfolds, because it does appear to guide us in a way. That's what intuition is. Well, and, and why would we want to avoid those questions? I think that, you know, you and I talked a little bit before the call and one of the kind of inquiries that, that it feels like we're both, both constantly being, being shown is, is, is why you know what it what is it that keeps us out if we know it feels good and we know that it creates miraculous and know it, we know it awakens us into to worlds that, that we can't even dream about really um what why would we avoid that and 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 i remember you know ever since totally committing every cell of my body to this this walk in communion and harmony you know i don't really get to hear my thoughts until they bounce back at me anymore and i was on an interview and I, I remember it came out of my mouth and my, my person self, my human still freaks out from time to time going, wow, abort, abort, abort. You know, there's enough like mm-hmm. witch burnings and crucifixion stories in the collective consciousness to cause me a little bit of panic when these things happen. But the question that I was asked is like, what are you here for? And out of my mouth was, I'm going to turn in everything inside out. Like everything, yes. like I, I'm not here to explain something. I'm here to explain everything because and it sounds incredibly egotistical from a particular frequency, but from the highest frequency, it's just like, if you can explain something, you can explain everything because it's the exact same energy force uh, power at work. And it's much simpler than we like to make it out to be. But the complexity that's been made it has to get reimagined in order for us to truly be able to step into that into that vision. And what you're expressing is, you know, I think it's really important to just state here and now. I know, folks, that a lot of you have, have you know, are studying awakenings, or you've had an awakening, or you're you're curious about it, or have I had my awakening? Will I have another one? What's going to happen? Is you know, an angel going to appear? Is a dragon going to appear? Like, what's going to happen to me? You know, um, but recognize, folks, like that as we're overly romanticized as that can be, that just starts the journey. Like it is the it is the inception point that opens your perception up to the fact that it is a journey and there's an embodiment integration component. There's nothing magic pill about this. The pill just opens the doorway. And so so I love what we're talking about here, because a lot of times I think we can go into this space of like, um, oh, my gosh, there's so much to do. And oh, my gosh, there's so far to go. And oh, my gosh, people aren't ready. And oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And that's OK. That's part of the journey. And the journey is the point. 
folks. Like there's, it's not like the journey just gets us there. Like it truly is the experience. And so, so make sure that you're not in such a big hurry to get there that, that you're not willing to, to be there as you are there. Right. And, and there's, there's a, there's a sensory thing, like a, just a yummy kind of just get in there and roll around in it. Like it may not be your ideal, but it is an aspect of you. It is something that's in your midst. Be present to it because every moment is the point. Um, we're we're going to take a quick break here, but before we do, Courtney, where can people go to find out more about you? Inspired Potentials is my website. And I also want to mention before we go to break, please make sure when we come back that we talk about that embodiment piece because I had something that I picked up. Yes, I I'm writing a note. When we come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we will, we will hold ourselves right. accountable to that. Beautiful. Yay folks, we're going to cut to a break. But before we do, make sure that if you haven't checked out the path to unlock your superpowers, go to superpowerexperts.com. I know a lot of you are in that step one process. Stay with it. Listen to one episode each day that attunes you to this frequency. It attunes you to potentiality. It attunes you um, to, to everything that's not this, right? Like it, it's, a, it's the reminder that we can come from love, we can connect and we can create together. Um, if you've been camping out there for a while, make sure you move on to step two and go into those IM series. Those are those videos that if you watch them each week and really commit to in, implementing those into your life, right? Embodying those pieces, integrating them, then, then, then they're going to attune you even further to prepare you for the programs where we're going to help you actually step into this stuff. Um, of course, you don't need us. You, you're going to walk your path regardless, but we're happy to support you and love you and may, maybe help you get some clarity along the way. So so check that out if that feels in resonance. Make sure you're going and checking out Courtney's stuff also. And stay with us, folks, because we're going to come back. We'll talk about the embodiment piece um, in when science catches up after this break. Stay here. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. We're talking today with Courtney Marcassani. Did I do that, Marcassani? You got it. You have Yes, perfect. Yeah. I was, I'm surfing like all these yummy waves and I'm like, oh yeah, wait, there's like, I have to actually make my mouth move right, right? Uh, we're talking today about when science catches up and Courtney, you had some uh, a burning share, a deep desire to share this concept, of something around the idea of embodiment. So hit us with it. So one of the things that I write about in the book, but I don't necessarily talk about is my own experience with some of this stuff. I really lay the groundwork for the science. You can go find it and, and research yourself. But one of the, my own lived experiences that I'd really like to share is what you're talking about is the embodiment and how you can experience advanced consciousness really on a magnitude that you've never experienced before. You might, as a visionary, especially perceive the field and 
whole stories or sequences of information coming to you, but then let's just say it's a dream or a lucid dream, and then you wake up from it and it all made sense when you're in the field. All made sense when you're talking with characters and using <laughs> telepathy, you're using telepathy or other gifts in the field and it's all seamless. And then you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, what? Maybe, maybe you're quick and you've got a little notepad and you write it all down. But even after you write everything down, it starts to kind of disintegrate. But I just want to remind everybody who's listening to this it's still integrating don't forget that all that information that you saw that you experienced in the field through your lucid dreaming or even if it's just a vision visionary capacity that you have while you're awake it's integrating and so yes there is definite downtime between <laughs> perceiving especially future events and then everything catching up to that because we are receiving advanced awareness mm -hmm. really that's and right so Yes, that's what I wanted to share. It takes time and you have to be patient. And that's the that's the gap, right? Between seeing that's right. it, knowing it, and then embodying it. But then also the waiting game. Time is such a fascinating component because you can see all this advanced stuff. And then I always share with, especially intuitive visionaries, it's being patient. It's making mm -hmm. it make sense in the regular waking reality or in the day-to-day. -day. And that can be that's frustrating. That's right. That can be very well, Right. And, and and one thing that we offer to our folks is the projection can only show you what you used to believe. And so right. there's a pause. And I remember, I remember when uh, I downloaded the five steps of manifestation, it just, it came to me, you know, I was brushing my teeth, right? We, we have a joke that God's in the bathroom, like showers, <laughs> using the toilet, brush your teeth, like it's great for inspiration. And all right? your but relatives, that... all your ancestors, <laughs> your lineage, they're all there. That's right. They're all there. And, um, and I remember my husband and I had had a conversation about, we had, been like dreaming on something together and it manifested and it, he was so excited and, and, and he's like oh my gosh it's happened and I'm like yay and he's like oh, aren't you excited I'm like yeah this is me excited and and it was kind of a <laughs> sticking point of like wait why am I not like am I not just can I not be satisfied I just I'm never happy you know what and I was, I was like that doesn't really feel real what's happening here and so I went back to the bathroom and started brushing my teeth and all of a sudden it was like boom and and, and the concept yeah. is, and you know, you can read it, you can study, everybody talks about it's universal truth, but there is this pause from after we've allowed it to kind of rework the, the, the cognition, the emotional, the, the vibrational, there, there's this pause as the projection catches up, right? Materialization is a real thing, folks. And we think we create on the surface. We don't, we create under the surface. And when you're able to attune yourself to catching that at its inception point, riding that creative way all the way through, watching it break the surface, you undeniably get that even our surface selves are at the mercy of that creative element. We set about trying to manipulate the projection, but nothing ever got created there. It's already on a path once it breaks through. And so what we're talking about is being consciously aware of the co-creative process from inception point to surface. And that's how we're able to manage or harness the law of attraction. This is why people get so frustrated, like the law of attraction doesn't work. And it's like, no, it never works on the surface, folks, because the 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 power in it, the creative element in it has happened way before we ever see it. If absolutely. you're still waiting for proof, you're always going to be late to the game. I, absolutely. And I think that's the part that is so wonderful once you become conscious of it because you learn your own process and everyone's different. And so it's almost like the unfolding of the integration piece. That's the other thing I wanted to share is to allow yourself the time to integrate mm -hmm. because when you shut it down, 
then it diminishes that big, magnificent vision. And so there's always some downtime, like you're talking, maybe that translates as the pause. But to mm -hmm. allow yourself to fully integrate in your conscious awareness what it means. Sometimes we know what it means and sometimes we don't. And so that's the great mystery that I just love that I think is <laughs> profound. There's always little puzzles within these huge downloads, you could call it, or noetic information. And so that's subconscious and conscious, right? Things integrating right. between. And so that's the profound piece about people who are sensitive is that they're in touch a lot of times with that subconscious awareness. I know you know this because your background, but they don't necessarily know they're different. So I think when you were touching on why is the fear factor still there in our society, that's part of it, I believe, is that there's information coming forward that's emerging through individuals and they're trying to send the message. And I think that the fear comes in when it's um, it just hasn't been either discussed or brought about through collective unconscious or it's new. And so then there's this growing period where enough mm -hmm. people and enough folks in the field have to bring it about again and again and again. It was a mm -hmm. famous book that I read by the guy who wrote The Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It was a different book that he wrote subsequent. And he talked about it almost being like a collective immune system that rejects new information. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like a, a, a shipman on their map, you know, looking for the harbor. And if there's something new there that they don't usually see, then they kind of disregard it. And so I think that's the piece that you were talking about with the, you know, fear. Why don't we have these conversations more often? Well, because not everybody experiences it. And so there, there could be some resistance to creating mm -hmm. that change. You know, I think everybody experiences it. I really do. It, it was it was really eye opening for me when I made the decision not to leave the abstract frequency. I chose to keep my consciousness there and not draw down from it, but rather create there. And it changed everything. It flipped literally flipped everything inside out. And and but it did show me that everybody's there. the The challenge is um, speaking to the intuitive mind, speaking to the higher self, speaking to that divine aspect of people um, is often seen as, as, as kind of pointless, right? We should dumb down our language to what fifth grade reading level. And, and what that really does is it reaffirms the diminished self, which is right. fine. You know, it, it exactly. makes us feel more comfortable, but I'm not really in the business of making people feel comfortable. I don't really care what people think they want to hear about because most people aren't even aware of who they are. And so when those of us who are aware of who people really are, refuse to affirm for them, their diminished or fractured selves, those individuals are, are, are able to, to either receive or reject an invitation to see themselves that way. But if we continue to simply mirror the fractured selves, the diminished selves to, to each other, then that's really all we're going to get. And, 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 it, and it becomes this kind of cyclical nut roll um, that, that we consistently then try to create from. And we don't really understand why we continue to get all this stuff that we say we don't want. But we're not aware that we're broadcasting in subtle frequencies to a projection right. that all it can do is respond to what we say we want. And yeah. so so there's all of those components kind of mix up into that. And it does take some courageous leaps of faith. Like I, I was a counter intel agent, folks. And and the superpower question kind of came online. You can read all about the, the this in the book of what the journey was with that. But to get to a place where I refuse 
to forget who I am or I refuse to play out my diminished self. And when I do, I'm very aware of it. And I catch myself before anybody does because I don't know anybody else who's able to reflect in the spaces that I sit in. Now, that's not a challenge. That's not a, that's not a, oh, come at me. That's not a, I'm better than you. It's the awareness of self of who we are, because if I am that, so are you. And and it takes a real mm, gearing up to kind of cross over. There's no easy bridge from the diminished self into the higher self. I I think that's why we refer to it as a leap of faith, because it, it, again, if you're like, it's almost like there are aspects to the ending of the story that you don't get to hear until you choose to believe the story. And we are very programmed in our society to wait for evidence to, to make sure we're going to be okay. We're safe before we step into something. And the irony there is that that places our security in things of this world, which are fleeting and, and set on paths of destruction, unless they're filled with life energy, which is really the only place that we're assured of our own longevity. And, and, and so I know that that's a whole lot of whatnot that's mixed up in there. And I can, I, and I know you have something to share, so I'm not even going to ask a question. I'm just going to stop talking. Well, I have a major pickup from what you said that's really hearing out. So <laughs> one of the things one of the things that you mentioned was the, you know, that affirming process that happens. And so one of the things that I've noticed just in my own lived experience and my own reality is goes back to what I was talking about when you're in the field and you see something and sometimes it's concrete and sometimes it's metaphorical. So I worked with an FBI profiler for a while. She worked in the BAU and I write about her in the book, but she trained me for a while. And one of the things that she taught me was invaluable was that we receive information like you're talking about through our own programming. And so it's all your own associations. It's all your own experiences, but there will be new information when you have that window that opens up with the advanced consciousness where you can see the future, literally, but there's pieces and components of it that you have to translate. And so you do have to take a leap of faith, but you have a solid foundation to take that leap of faith from, right? That's because right. You, that's you right. know, that's my, sorry, that's my timer. For no worries. So you know that you have that concrete knowledge, and then you also know how you perceive and translate metaphorically, right, through dreams or through associations. The thing that I also wanted to share that ties into what you're saying is that the leap of faith, it is literally and truly a leap of faith. And you (laughs) do have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe in what you see and what you're confronting and that you have a part in it because that is your divine destiny. That's one of the things that I've seen through my own work and I didn't used to believe in any of it. I used to be an atheist. But when I started to see the way the information was coming to me and this 20 year long research quest that I've been on, I see it and can look back and go, oh my God, it makes total sense. Now I don't know where the end of the story is going to go, but I'm taking those little leap of faith all the time because I know that I'm on firm footing and so are all your listeners. That's right. That's right. And the leap of faith, actually what it does is it, is it programs us again, we're, we're always going to be programming, but, but at some point when we move into these spaces, we get to choose the program, we get to decide and we get to build programs in love and high frequency and and so the programs are necessary. It's just know what your programs are and make a choice in it. And, and what the leap of faith really does is, is 
uh, I've described it as you have to be willing to put your foot down without ever seeing the ground beneath it. But what it, it prepares us for creating. That's what I call it, the quantum leap. Oh, really? I love it. <laughs> it prepares us for creating in these really abstract spaces. And, and if last year showed us nothing else, it's that the complexity, the chaos, it's not going to stop, folks. Like, like to try to control the environment is just futile. Instead, learn how to navigate. Learn how to, I call it swimming in the undertow. Like, just Absolutely. ride the waves, folks. Like it, because the it's leap is, is the first thing. That's right. And then what you said, what you said is so true. Like the foundation that felt so solid before, we realized really wasn't solid. It wasn't even there. It was totally fabricated and shaky at, at best. And and ironically, this abstract foundation is so much more secure. It, and it's we like, don't know that. But, but we don't you can't know that. Know that. So That's we right. the construct safe. that makes us feel safe, that we know right. where we feel safe, but that is not where we need to remain. And so that's the other thing that I like to share with people. I'm so glad you brought this up, <laughs> is that it will recur. It will recur. Mm. You'll see patterns in your own life that recur and recur and recur, whether it's through recurrent dreams or whether it's through the same people that come into your life. And you'll go at some point and say, this is familiar. And those familiarities aren't a bad thing, okay? I just want right. to affirm for individuals that are having the same situation recur over and over. All that means is your universe, your own creator inside of yourself is twigging on you the fact that you need to maybe make a change or mm -hmm. to look at it and understand it's why, why it's there. Now, those things can be painful and they can be emotional. But once you start to decode it and decode your own creation ability, it becomes seamless and fluid and flawless and perfect that's right. and that's the place that we can all get to through this kind of development and that's evolution. right that's absolutely right and i think it's so important to to allow ourselves to kind of play with this stuff for me you know if you're sitting here and you're like what is it like like i want this i want this i want this and every time i butt up against it, i just i get i get scared or i just i I'm not i don't know what it is i don't you know i hear you and it's resonating but i I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what is this? <laughs> you know, I, I get that folks, but, but at some point when, when your soul is crying out and saying, yes, that that's an indicator. And so sometimes you just have to take a step. I know we have people who sign up for our program and are like, I don't know why I'm here. And you're like, that's, that's okay. It's okay. Right. Because, because it, it, it that's the small mind saying, reassure me, reassure me that this is going to be okay. Yeah, that's right. And, and it, it's okay. It, and it's, and it's important to to be where you're at with it. And, and that's why in, in the superpower universe, you know, walk your path. You, you've got all kinds of ways to play with us. We, we, we are constantly delivering more and more content in these spaces. Like the point is, is to be where you're at, walk on your path and the way that you're going to walk on it. But but keep walking. Don't don't console yourself with 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 the, the consolation prize. I think if you can learn nothing else from Courtney and I and the synergy between us, it's that have the courage to take that step because otherwise you're only sort of living, right? Maybe just existing. And, and you all know it. You know that things aren't exactly how you, you may be pretending to the world and, and you may have successful businesses and you may have the picture perfect family, but, but we know what happens folks when you turn the mic off and, and you're going, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, I'm not real sure where this is going out and I'm not real sure that I'm resourced for it. And it's kind of terrifying. And I don't really want to lose everything that I think I have, right? Like all of those things are very real, but they're also really unnecessary as blockers to your own expansion. And, and, and so take that confidence and, and really hear us and receive it. 
this is worth it. And it's really what your soul is, is crying out for, but it does require you to participate in it and, and to say, you know, I, I refuse to see myself as less than I am. I refuse to see my brothers and sisters as less than they are. And I refuse to believe that this life is this futile existence on some hamster wheel that the best we can hope for is an easy death. Like, like thanks anyway, folks. Like I'm, I'll check out. Like if that's it, if that's all there is, then forget about it. Right. I've got check the box, done that, got the t-shirt. There is more. Trust me when I say there is more. And I know you can feel that from us. Courtney, what are some last thoughts that you want to leave our folks with here? Oh, this is so perfect and eloquent. So I want to share two things, two simple things, but they're so profound. And I really, really hope that you guys feel this coming through because it's um, it's just so lovely. But the one thing is the path will always be revealed. Yes, you get shaky at times when you have to take those quantum leaps. Yes, the unknown can be uncertain, but it's part of the magic and it's part of the mystery of life and how it unfolds for each individual and it is individually created for each. But the other thing besides the true path will be revealed and your path will always reveal itself to you. That is 100% certainty. The second part is those who share a destiny are bound to find each other. So you know mm. that the true path will be revealed and those that are part of your destiny, they show up. I think mm. it was Gandhi who said, when I don't know what to do and I feel like all is lost, the helpers come, the magical <laughs> helpers arrive and they're revealed. And if you do have that kind of faith deep within your heart and your soul, and you believe the quantum leaps, the leaps of faith, they become less traumatic and they become more about wonder and being open Ooh. and seeing the path and following it. I love that. Beautiful, beautiful. And let's tell people again where they can go to find out more about you. I am at Inspired Potentials. All you have to do is type in Inspired Potentials. It's a lot easier than typing in Courtney Marcassani. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we'll have a link for you folks, of course, on the episode page. And and, and, and I love everything that, that you stand for, Courtney, the fact that you're pushing the envelope and you're poking at things and you're willing to to ask questions. And, and, and from, from our hearts to yours, just thank you for your courageous walk. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm. Of course. Well, we're so delighted. And to all of you, of course, we love that you're here and take action. If you're listening to the podcast, you know, maybe this is the first time you've been here, then commit to listening to one episode a day from the network. Just listen, just listen, just receive it, just receive it because it does matter. Over time, it just starts to create this different dialogue and you are safe to explore these things, folks. Trust me, there are many, 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 many of us, over 3 million downloads monthly now. Trust me when I say you are in good company. This is not that obscure or out there anymore. And more and more of us are waking up to it. But if you've been camped out in the network, folks, move into the IM series. Take action. I don't think you're going to get a lot of sympathy from me because I do take action, right? I, when, when spirit says move, I move. I am, I'm as susceptible to the guidance as you are. And trust me when I say resistance is not just futile. It's incredibly painful after a while. So just keep going. And here's this dangle I'll dangle for you. For those of you who are thinking about joining the programs, this is what I'll say. The frequency of miracles is real. It happens all the time. You get to choose if you want to play in that. And then when I talk about miracles and what Courtney's been talking about, about her, it, the, the way that she's been able to navigate the world, which I would contest applies to miracles, then, then it, it's undeniable, folks. Just listen to some of the episodes. It is real. We can experience it. And if your heart's crying out just to be part of that, 
take action and, and move in that direction. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. Until next time, make sure you take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.